the Flex and Froome's daily podcast. Brought to you by Cater. Hello, we're on the Flex and Froome's podcast and we are going to be talking about online privacy. Flex has some ops in the DMs. We've got ops everywhere, but in particular, I feel like it's when it rains, it pours though. You know, it's... So I was talking about last week, the Bader-Meinhof effect. Once you recognize something for the first time, you'll keep seeing it again and again and again, like the yellow car. Never see yellow cars, you see one, you see a thousand. This is exactly it. I've got a gripe to pick because I don't want to be a statistic. Yeah. Good luck, hun. Worry about yourself, sis. <laughs> <laughs> when I say a statistic, I don't want the free experience. I want people to be like, wow, she's a 2D character on my phone. And when she's not on my phone, she does not exist. She goes to ground like a vampire. She spawned from a stalk in the sky. There is no need to verify or fact check where she, where her light bill goes. She's not a real flesh woman. <laughs> she's not a real flesh woman. <laughs> Let's get She's but it. a doll. Flex, Flex. and Frooms. I've got some hot tea, some information that may contradict everything that you thought you knew about blue tick verification on Instagram. As two fellow blue tickers, what do you think it's for? Why do you have one? It is about verifying the person so there's not imitations, which personally seems a bit ridiculous for me. I would love to be impersonated. <laughs> Gives me more reason to sit back, relax, not have to do content. But no, on a serious note, I think it's to do with, yeah, people not making duplicate accounts. Yeah. And it's a power trip. I just thought it was like a clout signal. Like this person is a celebrity. They've got articles written about them. They are of meaning. I don't, I can't imagine the average blue ticker is like, I need this verification. So if someone makes another account, they... Don't know it's not me. Adam Masseri, CEO of uh, Instagram, has said, no, in fact, the blue tick is not just for clout. It's not just a signal that you got coins and a, and a lot of followers. It is so, for some reason, you are popular enough that someone might want to make a scam account of you that will be able to signify, no, that person is not legit. Have you had anyone try and impersonate you on the internet? Isn't that what I thought it was? Yeah, it is. It's exactly what you thought it was. Yeah. But I didn't think that. I was like, oh, I thought Blue Ticks was like, these are celebrities. These are not celebrities. No, no. It's, it's got a reason verified. Um, no. But do you think that's why the average person wants a Blue Tick? No, no, not at all. No. You just want it for, you get popped up on the first in the inboxes. People seem to like your comments. But and you, you don't comment even. People. You don't get put in the first in an inbox. If a Blue Tick messages me, it's just in with the other ones. It's good for commenting on public posts, though. Yeah, I think Because everyone's what I mean. like, oh, what's this Blue Tick I got to say? They must be important. Yeah, it's a fallacy. It is a fallacy. It's a lie. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Sometimes I think I haven't been impersonated online, but I know a few weeks ago this guy got in contact with me, a friend of a friend. Something to do with I did this Love Island online section thing and I put him onto the island. He was a guy that I kissed one time. Not against his will, but like his housemate put him up for it. (laughs) And then at the time he was like, um, oh, you like got in the way of me going on a date with this girl. Oh. And I was like, sorry. Also, I still have a crush on you. So that hits. Who has a crush on who? I had a crush on this guy that I put onto the island. Oh. Yeah. That I'd kissed once. Yeah. And his housemate had put him forward, so I put him on the island. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, oh, I had a date lined up. You've, like, made it difficult now. Messages Messaged me a few weeks ago. It's been a week. It's been a year since I did that first thing. And he goes, turns out that chick was a catfish. <gasps> and she was catfishing. And he's like, I've only figured out now that you know the girl that she was trying to impersonate. No way. He's like, because I went through the actual girl's Facebook, like Instagram photos, and you're in a photo tagged with her at a party. And what? this random person had been impersonating her. So cut my lunch, cut his lunch. Yeah. 
and we're all losers now. Literally. So, yeah, you can be impersonated. I think off happens, happens if you're young and you're hot and you're eligible. <laughs> so blue ticks are very important. Sucks for him. Should we give him a really more? embarrassing. I'm, I'm ha- so happy he told you exactly how that went down. I want yeah. more information. How do you almost get catfished? I don't know. Anyway. I don't think it's embarrassing. I think It's not embarrassing. I mean, no, it is. Flex. <laughs> Flex and firms. I don't want to bring the vibe down. She always is. But I'm feeling impassioned and it's time for a rant. People on the internet, strangers, followers of mine, generally like lovely people have been really pressed about not seeing windows in my house. While I did make a considered effort not to show the windows because I don't want my house to be identifiable in any way, not from the street, not from the angle of the sun, none of it. <laughs> I haven't been showing it. And I haven't been filming in the day because I've got a job. The angle of the sun thing's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a great idea. And I, I just don't want any identifiable things to the layout, none of that stuff. But when I expressed this sentiment, I would assume that a lot of people thought I was being paranoid because they were like, what's the worst that can happen? You think someone's going to rob you? You think someone's going to whatever, whatever. I am not going to put that into the ether but i'm not pretending like i'm the exception to the rule there have been many 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 a story of someone giving too much evidence of where they live or what they're doing and something unsavory has happened for example when our friend of the show abby chatfield bought a new property she was doxxed they wrote the full address of the property used all the stock images so you could reverse search it she got death threats immediately for ages that's not chill Like she's bought that home. It's hers to live in. And now she has internet trolls and people who actually dislike her, like threatening her. Okay. I simply can't with that. That blows my mind, actually. We all know Kim Kardashian. The reason why the robbers and the kidnappers were able to target her is that she took an Instagram video of the hotel room and the windows were so identifiable that they were able to find her place. Surely, say with the Abba Chatfield thing, like could she sue? The publication because that's literally breaching your privacy. Who I don't knows? Think you're one, to... might, one might say it's public information. I don't know mm. how it works. Also, the Paris robbery thing. I was thinking about that last night. Did that even happen? What do you mean? Like, was that real? I feel like it never got enough airtime for what how crazy it what was. What do you mean? She fully did interviews about it, but also she didn't want to talk about it to draw more attention to what had happened to her. Like, she got robbed. So traumatic. Like, she was tied up, hands behind her back in the bathtub thinking that she was going to die. What a life. Even if it wasn't true, I would hope that you wouldn't think they were doing that for press because that story is far too common that like, even so I think it's like a cautionary tale. Molly May, ex Love Island contestant, current creative director of Pretty Little Thing got robbed for $1.4 million of her house because she did a house tour, basically showed the robbers the layout and they were like, yeah, bet. What did she have worth? What? that much money in the house jewelry handbags tech equipment computers and an abundance of it and she's the she does that a pretty little thing yeah creative director how did that happen it's like gaga for polaroid oh okay so she's not like doing that much yeah i don't know i don't know that's not such no 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 (laughs) i mean like she's not like going to work every day and like having to like report to someone she's being like a creative director like a broader they just announced it and that's how we know what the vibe is well i hope she's not doing extra work is my point (laughs) yes hope she's getting the bag and having to chill but the point is she was talking about how violated she felt because you know it was her own fans that were requesting that she make this content naturally she wanted to do house tours wardrobe tours but it was content requests of 
being in depth. Show us like your wardrobe, show us your kitchen, show us your garage, show us like what you're inspired by. And with every single post and every single Instagram story, she was creating such a clear picture for someone to come in and take her stuff. And they did. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was on Sydney Morning Herald and this photo of this chick that I used to go to school with came up and they were doing like a house tour of her thing in Good Weekend or something. And they showed the apartment and I knew the look of the apartment because I'm always looking at apartments in Melbourne and it was in the Hollywood building. I'm pretty sure it's called Hollywood building. It's this beautiful South Yarra mansion apartments that are on the Yarra, got an amazing pool. Like it's like an incredible Spanish mission style thing. Ooh. Very, very identifiable. Right. And they're showing her layout and you can see from the window what, what level she's on. And I just thought this is a thing about things like Sydney Winning Herald doing house tours or design files even. Yeah. I'm curious about, you know, design files is so obvious. I remember even um or like when um Zoe Foster Blake and Hamish Blake bought that house in Richmond that was on Grand Designs. I'm like, when they're doing the grand designs, I'm seeing the layout. I could go and find their house at any moment. That is crazy to me. It's very spooky. And like I've said before, it's not the assumption that somebody's going to take that information and do something terrible with it. But why wouldn't they? Mm. Like, why wouldn't somebody be like, this is an easy target. Why would I go and try and rob a bank or, you know, rob something where I'm bound to get caught? You know, go rob these influencers who are just like, who are literally writing down. I got asked to do like a house tour by one of these reputable publications. And I was like, you literally want me to include the floor plan? What? Like as a requirement, you need to say how much you pay in rent or a mortgage or whatever and supply the floor plan. Even with that, I'm like, I know the reason why I'm doing it for my Airbnb is because I'm happy for people to know, people to know the floor plan, but I'm like, where is the duty of care? Just because people are dummies and aren't anticipating the worst. I'm like, what do you think is happening when you put identifiable information on the internet? It's like, I think that when people think of privacy or, or like, you know, privacy online, they think of cybersecurity. Like, don't yeah. make your passwords identifiable. Don't worry about the passwords, babe. <laughs> Worry about the fact that the same time every day you post where you are when you're there. What restaurants you're at, what locations you go to, the gym you're at, the mm. routines you have. Like, you're insane. Even the gym post that you did, I know what gym that is. Exactly. <laughs> it's all intentional. But I think even so, like, in the same way someone can recognize intentionally that I'm not showing my windows, why would not someone not be as clued into when I am showing identifiable things? Oh, yeah, I clock that. I know exactly where she is. Oh, yeah, I clock that. I know exactly where she's going. Oh, yeah, I clock that. I know what yeah. she'll do next. Because they do. I've got ops all the time because of where I live. I live in a very uh, central, well-known area. My house is on a very central, well-known street. Uh-oh. Literally, like the other day we <laughs> were at Sand West. <laughs> I'm the ultimate doxer. And this woman that I, like, I've worked with before, she's like, yeah, I always see you in XYZ suburb. Someone the other day, like I was driving, my housemate was driving me to work and I was super late. And we were in her sister's like really expensive car. And it was one of those ones where the um, boot like opens automatically and I couldn't figure out how to close it so we just started driving with it open and this chick's like I just saw you like on this street with the boot open like I hope you can close it (laughs) I see sometimes it's for good but there's definitely like I said yesterday's episode I've had a bad experience with potentially somebody targeting me plenty a bad experience. We have to be careful. And the thing is, if you're not careful and something does happen, people are like, oh, well, you're asking for it. Well, this is the exact thing that happened with Molly May because when she came to the internet to tell people what had happened and also said, you know what, I don't feel like I can share any more house content, the immediate response was like, well, this is what you did. 
Like, this is your job. Like, we need to see the content. So figure it out, you know. Or I remember there was this um, other influencer, I forgot her name, but she said that she'd be traveling with security because when she'd go to the airport or go to other places, she'd get mobbed. And then people would, like, follow the um, hired car to see where it was going, see where she was staying. And, like, again, it's not every single person, but it's enough that I don't want to deal with it. And it's also not understanding someone's intentions. Like, I was telling Freeman the other day that I was at this restaurant um, just with some friends hanging out. And when I come in, as I was leaving, there were already people who recognized me. It was like cute, fun. Hey, let's take a photo, whatever. But I was sitting there at the restaurant for like three hours, a long lunch vibes. You know what it is. And as this group was leaving, they came up to the table like, oh my God, like we didn't want to say anything, but we're huge fans and we have the cards and it's really lovely and genuine and amazing interaction. I was like, yeah, that's cute. I love that. But why do I get to my DMs and they've taken like a bunch of photos of me eating my lunch not that and like photos of like them taking photos of themselves but me in the background being like eh, there she is like we love her i'm like optics like what does what pick pick an interaction pick the weird stalker thing we take a photo of me and pretend that and i didn't even notice and they were right next to me I don't like it. or have the genuine interaction but because of things situations like that and you're not being aware of your optics now i don't like i don't want to have these interactions it's weird how do i not know your little freak Hmm? You're a little com- freak stalker. I don't know that. It's very commonplace. Some of my best friends would take photos of like online people that they see and send it in the group chat. Like, do you see what you're doing? Yeah. I would hate that to be me. You're part of the problem. It's pretty messy. And I'm sure this will be like a reoccurring thing because I feel like though people don't know what they don't know. And so now like with every time I'm like, babes, you're asking for identifiable information. Don't be a bloody freak. Because we must all have our wits about us. Oh, yeah. The world's a scary place. It really is. Check left and right before you cross the road. You know what it is. This is Flex and Frooms on Cater. I saw this TikTok of this person saying that if you want to appear hotter, you can do this one very simple trick. Off the dome, I was like, oh, smile more. Maybe wink. Maybe wear your hair in a middle part. But no, it was the most ridiculous advice. But I kind of think I know exactly what she's talking about. She says that body language experts say that if you want to appear more attractive i.e. hotter, you should show your thumbs when you're speaking. Okay. Now, I was doing some Googling on like, what does this actually mean, right? Because like, how do you make sure your thumbs are showing when you're talking? But it's this, it's when you gesticulate, when you like move your hand, when you hand talk and do all of that, show your thumbs. Okay. Give it a red hot go. Because I think if you were hiding your hand under the table, you'd be like so much less hotter. So much less? Yeah, I noticed the other day in one of our videos, I was fidgeting with my rings. It and you gives like, off, that's it? Yeah, it gives off nervousness. I would say like, I know Anthony Albanese does a lot of these, mm. hands shaking forward. And you love him. Would I say he's attractive? That's I'm not going to say no. <laughs> so when I was doing more research, I was like, okay, I need to understand this in dis- different contexts. So for example, let's say you're taking a photo of yourself, full body or maybe even a half body, instead of hiding your hands almost like delicately holding your fingers in front of you, that works. And I noticed some some of my press shots, I'm doing that and I look really good. Now, what also works is tilting your head, but we know that one. I think we've all overused that one. Slight tilting 45 degrees or 15 degrees works well. 
a little side profile moment, but mm. I think we've overdone that in generations past. Also, glancing back, that's hottie behavior, but not everyone can do it. No, no, no. Like, back to the camera. Oh, look behind. Forget about it. Yeah, it's not, not for me. everyone. Not for <laughs> everyone. And then also, pushing your elbow away from your body. So, like, leaning in this way, apparently. Now, <laughs> that's giving, one. that one's one for the experts. It's giving, like, <laughs> the man's going away to serve <laughs> the army. Needs, like, a wank shot for the woman. Shut <laughs> the arm is there. An- <laughs> anyway, um, and then I also had to do some googling on like what posture, or body language things, which is ultimately not hot because it's always good for Please. balance to know you know where can we can improve. Uh, unsurprisingly, putting both of your hands in your hips. <laughs> That's got a bit of me about it. Yeah, something about it's a bit of me and crossing your <laughs> arms, which I like crossing my arms for comfort. I think because I'm rarely wearing a bra, it acts as mm. nice boob support, but obviously not hot. I'm doing that in the shower, <laughs> holding the baths up. <laughs> Interesting. The hands on the hips, it's giving very boss baby. Like, yes. you sure a boss, but you're a baby? Yeah. Also, I just think it's very posed and the other ones feel a bit more natural, a bit more candid, a bit more whatever. And I think it's generally speaking, people don't like when people know they're hot. So these subtle movements that kind of, you know, indicate general cuteness work better than a power pose. Totally. Yeah, people want, you don't know you're beautiful, unfortunately. This is Flex and Frooms on Cater. This week we're talking a lot about Heartbreak High. Yes. It's a show that's coming out on Netflix. Tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think tomorrow, September Huge. 14th. What a day. Um, and it's got me thinking about high school, my personal high school experience. Wait, I'm not done talking about it. For anybody who isn't across what Heartbreak High is, imagine like the best high school teen, funny, charming drama, but Australian. Wow. And I don't know about you, but I don't watch a lot of Australian content because I think that the stereotypes often like I don't resonate with them. They're very like rural, regional or bogan. I'm like, okay, this is not my community. However, this, I don't want to use the D word. Diverse. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is. It really is. The yeah, I look it's looking good. It's looking good. We'll see how we go. I have my community, shaved head woman. Yeah. In there. But yeah. It's, it's all right. good. <laughs> I want to talk about stereotypes in school. Yeah. We both went to high school. We graduated. We did. Some of us just. That was me. Others just. with flying colours. Were you I'll really you a flying colours type of girl? Of course I was, hun. Wow. And there's two distinct groups in high school that I think are often bandied about in dramas, high school dramas. Okay, give it to me. Number one, the jocks. Number two, the gleeks. When I say gleek, I mean drama freak, drama (laughs) captain, art adjacent as well, probably. Um, And the jocks can also be footy boys or hmm, what else is a jockey type sport? Hockey, maybe? See, this is where you've lost me because I went to an all-girls public high school. There were still jocks. It wasn't divided that way for us. It was definitely like people who you could tell got phones early and who got money early so they could like buy cool clothes. You know what? No, better yet, people who went to parties, people who didn't. There we go. People who had access to making guy friends, people who didn't. That was the distinction. Do you have the plug or do you not? Where was Lillian Henkin? Had the plug. Really? Yeah, but I was good because I had very plugs. I was friends with private school guys, which gave me a lot of clout. We love. But I was also a floater. Like I had my core group and I'm still friends with them now. But I was definitely floating, floating, floating. I wanted access. Can't get access when you've got the one friend group. And what were you best at at school? English. Really? Yeah. 
I say like I'm surprised you've got quite a nice grasp. Yeah. <laughs> really? What about you, drama freak? <laughs> Obviously a drama freak. Say no more. With the drawing, one of the best drawers in primary school. Of course. Getting you are a great A's. drawer now. Definitely jock adjacent. Oh, okay. I was the class clown. And when I say I'm the class clown, I was the school clown. <laughs> Everybody in school knew me. If you're year seven to year 12, you knew me. I'm a clown. Were you disrupting the class? Of course I was. Oh, my god. Doing my work first. Yeah, how are you getting good marks and disrupting the class? Because you do the work quickly and then you yeet about class, drawing little moustaches on yourself. Yeah, I didn't do that. But one of my best experiences at school, which you could still find on Facebook if you look deep enough, <laughs> is in my school we used to have a quadrangle. So we had a yes, cafe. Yes. We had all the buildings. Whoa, a cafe. It was giving premium experience. A cafe? Yeah. We had a quad <laughs> and one day we had a DJ. So every Friday a DJ. What are you talking about? Some of us were fighting for snacks, okay? Some of us were fighting for the backseat on the bus and you had a DJ? <laughs> every Friday for morale. <laughs> this one day this DJ's in. I'm in your 10 at this stage mm-hmm. and of course it's a banger going on. So I'm like, I'm going to get up and dance. So there's quite so about confused. 300 people in this quad. Okay. I'm getting up. I'm dancing. Got my blazer on, da-da-da. Then I call over to this guy in year 11 and I'm like, you, come here, come here. What? You were on the tune. Of course. Lucy in it. Like, I wouldn't treat him really, but like flirting. Yeah, yeah, In front of the whole school. Performance art. So then I say, come here, come here. And I'm dancing. What was the song? It goes, ding, ding, da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, it was Avicii <laughs> or Avicii adjacent okay. kind of thing. Anyway. I bring him over. We start dancing. We're having a dance off okay. in front of the whole school. This is some private school stuff, so, yeah. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so he starts dancing and then it's my go. And then I say, you go like, I'm, I'm wearing the pants in this scenario, okay. despite my long kilt. And then the beat drops and I'm going crazy. I like do a shimmy, throw my blazer off. The whole school is cheering. <laughs> Turns out I won. We shake hands. Rapturous applause. Of course. I was famous in that moment. I reckon that's when I cemented. I was like, this is going to be my job. Did you peak in high school for me? Some peaks were had, but I think I still have a peak ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was much loved. Oh, but so you're one of those freaks who miss high school. I no, look no, at your no. face right now. You're so stoked. <laughs> Have the record From you're closer to 30 than 16. Get off it. Get off it. <laughs> no, I don't miss school. I often have a nightmare where it's year 13. I've done all my work what for year 12. What is year 13? It doesn't exist. I have this – it's literally a recurring dream for the last 10 years. I've done year 12. I've done amazingly. got the perfect score. And then I have to go back for year 13 and I haven't studied. I'm going to ruin my score. So obviously I have some unresolved issues, but – Say little to say that it's really fun to reminisce on high school. And if you want to do it, a great way is to watch Heartbreak High. It comes out tomorrow only on Netflix. And to celebrate the launch of the show, they're going to open a Heartbreak High pop-up uniform shop. Mm -hmm. Do you understand the significance of this? I'm understanding. It's at 520 King Street, Newtown, Sydney. If you want to go find a fit. As we know in the show, they're all wearing cool clothes. You can find a bit of 2YK vibe. Y2 Okay, Bro, every <laughs> time. And you look me in the eyes. I don't know if you're joking or not. I'm not joking. <laughs> You've been listening to the Flex and Frooms Daily Podcast. For more, tune into Cater on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio.